Welcome, everybody, to another Playful Humans podcast. I'm your host, Mike Montague, and my guest this week is a singer, coach, speaker, author. His name is Justin Guarini, and we're going to talk to him about what it's like to play for a living. You can find him at justin.club, and you can find the brand new book, Unshakable Confidence, available now. If you uh, don't know Justin, he was runner-up to Kelly Clarkson on the first season of American Idol. He's been at six Broadway shows, appeared on Oprah and all kinds of TV shows, the Tonys, and he's the sweet one. That's right, from the Diet Dr. Pepper commercials. We'll talk to him about that and much more here on Playful Humans. Go to We like to start with the joke of the week here on the podcast, Justin. The joke of the week is brought to you by Ranch Dressing. Ranch Dressing, making healthy snacks unhealthy since the early 1900s. Ranch Dressing. Uh, What is the best way to watch a fly fishing tournament? Live stream. There you go. That's great. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you because I feel like you have made an awesome, playful career. And this show is about inspiring people to rediscover the power of play and and to figure out how to to play for life instead of working harder. And I think it ties right into what you're doing with confidence and stuff, too, because a lot of people are just... They're scared about that. I mean, I, I guess right. that was going to be my first question for you is you've made an incredible career over jobs and roles where you get fired every time you do a job. When <laughs> when the, the Broadway show ends, you're yeah. you're employed. When that's it, you know, a TV show or a commercial is over, you're unemployed. So what's yeah. that that like for you? Well, you know what? It's so funny. I That's such an interesting way of putting it. And it's true. We get fired every single time uh, as actors and performers um, because contracts come and they go. And it's a matter of perspective because, like you say, we get paid to play. We get pay, play, paid to play pretend and play dress up. It's mm-hmm. amazing, right? But at the same time, how does that attitude uh, translate to the corporate space? How does that attitude translate to the entrepreneurial and the author and the influencer and the coach and consultant space? And really, uh, why I wrote the book and why I'm writing the book, rather, Unshakable Confidence, is because over the past year and 15 months, right, 15 months especially, we have lost so much confidence just in the air that we breathe, in the things that we do on a day-to-day basis that we took for granted. And what do I mean by confidence, right? Confidence at the end of the day, when you look at the word confidence, the English root word of that is confide, which means to trust, which is why we tell our secrets to a confidant, a confidant, right? But when we don't have confidence, it just means that we don't trust ourselves, right? And and when we think about play in conjunction with that, like, and you watch a small child play, they're not thinking about, oh, is anybody going to judge me for this Lego creation? Or is anybody going to judge what the dialogue between these two characters that I'm playing with? No, there's full trust in the moment. There's full trust in themselves. There's full trust in whatever's going to come out. It's going to come out and they're lost in it. And so I am obsessed with finding that trust within ourselves as adults now that we've put bills and logic and all these other things in the way, right? And so when it comes to 
confidence. One of the things that I love to say, and one of my greatest mentors, Myron Golden, said this to me, and it completely changed my perspective on life. He said, when you recognize that all the people you come in contact with see you not through their eyes, but through your eyes, you'll recognize that when you don't have confidence, aka trust in yourself, you are literally telling those people that they can't trust you. So, how does that translate into the business space? Well, when you try and get into a business relationship with someone, you don't trust yourself, you don't have confidence, you're literally telling that person that they can't trust you to do business with you. When you're in relationships, deep intimacy building uh, uh, moments in your life, and you don't have confidence, you're literally telling that person they can't trust you to be in a relationship with you. When you don't have confidence, you make bad food choices, bad fitness decisions, make bad money choices because you don't trust yourself with the money. You don't trust that the right thing is even going to work with the money. So how then do we bring the conversation back to play? Well, there are four key skills that I love to help people develop and apply to the four key areas of their life when it comes to developing what I call unshakable core confidence. And those four key skills are clarity, commitment, creativity, and certainty applied to your body, your spirituality, your relationships, and your business. And so how does that apply here? Well, I like to take that, especially with play, one of my first subcategories of creativity is play. Right. Play, 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 play. Well, yeah, we can get clear. Yes, we can define your commitments, right? We we, we know how to do those things. And, and I teach people how to do it as well and, and do it in a different way. But ultimately, once you've made that commitment to yourself, once you've decided that you're going to do something, how then can we do what it is that you talk about all the time and begin to remove the stress and remove some of the logic and remove some of those barriers and play as we develop our process and then learn to protect ourselves in that process and push the boundaries at the same time. Yeah, I, I love that. What came to mind for me is, is improv. Or I, I know like when you're on stage or even when you're, mm -hmm. you're whether you're singing or, or performing, yeah, that you can't control everything, right? You don't no. get confidence by locking everything down and making sure it's no. all perfect because the world or that other person you're meeting is different. And things change. And so for me, you develop confidence through play by yeah. being able to live in that uncertainty, being able to learn how to play with uh, improvisationally with other people yeah. and trusting that creativity, you'll figure that's out it. a way to survive and to get and through this. Right? And that's it. And that's that muscle you're talking about, that play muscle. When you talk about improving on a stage, whether you're singing, you're acting, you're dancing, you're speaking in front of people, whatever that may be. If you're an author and you're going to read some of your book, or if you're an influencer and you go on the camera and you talk about whatever it is you want to share with people, whatever your message is, it's universal. And that improv is so important because what is one of the foundational principles of improv? It is the phrase, yes, and. It is right. always open, right? Yeah receiving whatever's coming from whoever it is you're improvising with or whatever the subject matter it is that's banging around inside your head. Yes, I received that and I'm going to add to it. I'm going to positively move forward. And so when you're on the stage and you're speaking, for example, you know, you could memorize a whole script. Sure, that's great. But 
And then that's one way of going about it. And I'm talking about not in the acting sense, right? I'm talking about in the speaking in front of your employees or speaking in front of a company or corporation or at a, an event. You know, there's something to be said for trusting in the moment, trusting yourself enough. And again, it's a muscle. You got to learn to play, right? And so when we don't, when we try and lock everything down and make sure we're right on script and we've got this, that, and the other, and we've we've got it all figured out, it's like putting up a dam in front of a river, right? You you want to have this flow where you trust that what's going to happen, you know what's going to happen, you know the course of what it is you're going to talk about, but there are opportunities to play and to allow the energy of the audience, the energy of inspiration that can happen to just allow you to, to oh my goodness, this is something that I wouldn't have understood or wouldn't have gotten or wouldn't have been able to express had I not been open to playing and receiving and trusting in the moment and saying, oh, this just hit me. Yes. And here's how I'm going to deliver that message. Here's how I'm going to translate that inspiration uh, to, to my audience. Flow is such a, a great word for it, for sure. Yeah. But I wanted to ask you one other thing that I think you're in a unique position mm. to talk about. Believe it or not, I think you're the third runner up on a reality show that I've interviewed for this podcast. Oh, wow. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, the guy that did um, the pack, there was like a uh, um, an around the world type race with your pet. Um, oh, wow. And, and he finished second. And then there was another one on uh, America's Got Talent right. uh, as well. So... Uh, I feel like you are a driven high performer person who sets a lot of goals. And sometimes Mm -hmm. for me, high performance and what we would quote call success is at odds with this like flow and play that we're saying in this freedom. How do you balance um, setting high goals and what appears to maybe be like failures or setbacks or not hitting goals with this desire to kind of be the best version of yourself? Sometimes I see those as contradictory. They, it would, it could be contradictory based on, um, your perspective, but really there's, there's two ways that I go about it. The first thing is you, you mentioned the F word, right? The other F word, failure. Mm-hmm. Failure is something that we are so afraid of, whether it's failure in, in something or physically or failure, uh, to connect in some sort of spiritual manner, failure in our relationships, failure in our business. And so what I love to tell people about failure is this. Everything that you want, the body you want, the spiritual connection you want, the relationships you desire, the business you desire is waiting for you just on the other side of your willingness to fail, right? Think about anyone who has ever had any amount of success, much less massive success, the one-name people, the Oprahs, the Steve Jobs, the Thomas Edisons, the Marie Forleos, the Amy Porterfields, the, I don't know, I could go on and on and on and on. Those successes are built on the back of massive failure. The difference was is that they said, okay. They embraced that failure and they're like, all right, I just learned how not to do this thing. I learned what not to say. And I'm going to continue going on and I'm going to continue failing because eventually I'm going to learn so well how not to do this thing or to say things this way or to ask these kind of questions that I'm going to trip on how to do it. A a beautiful example of that is Thomas Edison. Over 10,000 times he failed to make the light bulb. 
Now, what would have happened if he had stopped at 9,999? We would not have the world, or maybe it would be, I don't know what would have happened. But because he was willing to embrace failure, because he knew that failure was a part of the process of becoming successful, that it was a part of the journey, not the destination, he recognized, oh, I'm I, look, I fail. Uh, this is just it. Just taking a step. Okay, great. Learning how to do it. And keep going yeah. until he got it right. Right. And then the last and for thing me, I, that's what builds confidence. Uh, yes. You know, to take it back to Trust. to your book, the, my greatest failures have given me the biggest sense of confidence because yeah. I feel bulletproof now. It's like, well, if I can survive that, I can do yes. anything. Yeah. I told these stories lots of times on the podcast, but I was fired live on stage by Billy Idol. I've been maced by police while I was performing or there was a fight and it like they missed the people fighting and shot me in the face and oh, I still goodness. had to go on or like doing a show on the night of 9-11, 2001. Yeah. Like those, yeah. when you get through those type of things, you're like, Oh, well, I can go speak in front of 20 people at my office. Like yeah. that's, that's no problem. Yes. Like, no way that's going to be a disaster. And yes. it's, it's so counterintuitive that the failures actually build more confidence than the successes. Cause the, the successes I found breed imposter syndrome. You're like, yes. Ooh, am I really that good? Yes. Do I, do I deserve this? Yes. That, that didn't seem like as hard as it should have been and stuff. Yeah. Right? And, and when, and when we don't embrace the pain of those moments, because that's what we want to avoid, right? We want to avoid being embarrassed, feeling the pain and the shame of, you know, like you said, being fired live on stage or, you know, failing in a speech that we have in front of our, uh, our contemporaries or, you know, whatever it may be, right? Not getting the audition, not getting what it is or, you know, hyping ourselves up and saying to people, well, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that and falling short. And so we want to avoid that pain so badly that we don't recognize that that pain is the path to the promise, right? It's the path to the vision. There's no way around it. You don't get to have the promise without the pain. Just look at people who win the lottery. Look at, look at people who don't have a ton of money who win hundreds of millions of dollars. What happens? More often than not, they end up in debt, broke. I mean, hundreds of millions of dollars, yeah. families torn apart, dead, like all kinds of things, right? Because when you get the promise without the pain, you don't recognize and value that actual gift that you get, right? And you have that imposter syndrome and whatnot. And last thing I'll say about this is when you find yourself in the middle of doing whatever it is that you do, um, and you feel like you're failing or you feel like you're you're not getting the results you want from your team, instead of going to blame, blame of yourself, blame of the team, instead of going to shame, shame for yourself, shaming other people, I would say this, manage process, not people. And it works for yourself too right? If there's something that's not working in your life, whether it's in your body, your spiritual connection, your relationships, or your business, start examining the process. What are these steps that you are taking? Because it's easy to run into shame. It's easy to run into and embrace blame, right? But when we examine process, we remove blame and shame from our game. I'm doing a lot of, a lot of rhyming. Uh, <laughs> we remove blame and shame from our game and we begin to analyze the data and we begin to see, oh, oh, okay. 
It's not necessarily that I'm not good enough. I'm just not implementing a process that serves me. Oh, it's not that my employees or the people who I'm asking to do things aren't good enough. It's the process by which I am asking them to do it and preparing them to do it. Now, if they don't get the process, then you might need to find somebody else <laughs> to get the yeah. process. But you know what I'm saying? So it, that's how you can take what is quote unquote failure and turn it into something that serves you. I love all of that. And I was going to ask you a process question here too. Yeah. When I was thinking about your career, it seems like there's two different types of projects, What I, I think are interesting for people that want to be playful, be more creative or take more risks in their careers. There's the live stuff that you do theater on yeah. stage, even live in front of, what was it like 50 million people or something mm -hmm. ridiculous yeah. like that on American yeah. Idol or um, at the Tonys where you don't get a script. You don't really get a second shot at this. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, this podcast, we're only doing one. Uh, right. I can edit yeah. if we really screw it up. But yeah. there's other stuff that you've done, like the movie or recording an album or the the little sweet commercials for, uh -huh. for Diet Dr. Pepper, where you probably do get multiple takes and they're looking for a perfect performance. How do mm -hmm. you balance those and are they different skill sets or how do you uh, work with your confidence and creative energy in those. Yeah. Well, again, it comes down to right what we've been talking about. You have to be willing to play. And if you're willing to play, you have to be willing to fail. You have to be willing to allow and let go, let go. And that's all part of trust, right? It doesn't matter what we do. Um, you just have to trust. We don't think like, for example, and we're doing it all the time. We just don't recognize how much we actually trust in our bodies. We trust in our environment because in the morning, when you wake up the first thing in, in the morning, when you wake up in bed, do you ever think to yourself, I wonder if I swing my legs over and I put my feet on the floor, am I going to fall into the void? Am I going to fall into an endless pit <laughs> of void? I will now. Right, yeah, exactly. Maybe you'll think about that now. But you don't, <laughs> no, because you trust that when you get out of bed, your feet are going to meet the floor. The floor is going to rise up to support you, right? We're constantly trusting all the time because for years, decades, we've been doing the same thing over and over and over again and eventually built up that trust, right? Now, when you were two or three and learning to walk and all that, then you're falling all over the place. But again, all of that failure led to, okay, I'm not going to, I might fall, I might hurt myself, but eventually I'm going to keep walking. I'm going to get stronger, right? That's why people who are physically able to learn how to walk. That's how we do it. Same thing. When we want to do something new, when we want to expand and grow, we have to embrace the failure. We have to embrace the pain and recognize that that is the path to the promise that we want. And so what you're seeing me do on stage, what you're seeing me do on television, what you're seeing me do right now comes from reps, mm. an untold number of reps. And so what do you got to do? You just got to put in the reps. I don't care if you get on live stream on Facebook or on uh, Instagram or whatever your TikTok, whatever it is, whatever your platform is for 10 seconds, just 10 seconds and say, hey, my name is XYZ and here's my quote for the day, right? You don't even have to come up with the content. But again, it's that just like going to the gym. You don't go to the gym, try and squat 500 pounds. Good luck to you. You'll be in the hospital. If you can manage to even get it up, you know, up over your head, you would never do that. You go and you start running for 
10 minutes. You go and you start lifting X amount of smaller weight, same difference. You get the reps, you get the reps. You literally are tearing apart mu- muscle fibers, right? You're tearing down what's going on. You're, you're doing it to failure, right? You're lifting weights to failure. And then eventually you go back home and you rest and you relax and you rebuild and then you do it again. And it's the same exact that's thing. That's so great. Oh, I, I get that a, a lot too. I'm sure you do where people are like, oh, you're such a natural at it now. And you're like, well, no, that's no. that's three, 5,000 performances later. It looks yes. like a natural, but you should have yeah. seen me the first time in middle school, like sweating <laughs> bullets and squeezing my hand and crying yeah. before I go on stage or throw it up. Yeah. Like you don't start there. Right? That's no. what I think so amazing. I want to ask you one uh, quick one, because just because I, I think it's interesting and it's been almost 20 years now. Yeah. How do you remember your American Idol experience and and how do you think about it now as you've seen what came from it? Sure. Um, Well, I see what's come from it in my own life. And so um, I look back on it fondly, but I look back on it like it was two, three lifetimes ago. It was 20 years ago. And I think like, okay, I had my time in American Idol when I was touring around the country and the world. And then I had my time on Broadway and still have my time on Broadway where I've like, you know, six, um, seven shows later on this year and next, into next year. And then I had this time as a little sweet, right? <laughs> and then I had this time as, as a little sweet and the Broadway, uh, a performer, but also a coach and a mentor. And I'm coming into this sort of like legacy zone in That's now that awesome. I'm 42, right? And I'm not done by any stretch of imagination, but I'm just kind of like, I'm looking. I see, I see the hill and I'm like, okay, great. I'm looking. Uh, so. I look back on that so fondly because I look back on the doof that I was. And again, it's like, I, I was Jon Snow. I knew nothing, right? About the industry. (laughs) I knew nothing. And I learned in front of 30 million people every single week. And I took what it is that I knew based on what my life had been and the, the child to the parents that I was. One was a politician. The other one was an anchor woman on CNN, right? And so that's why I did and was able to do what I did on camera. But since then, again, it's like I've learned so much and I love my American Idol time because it was the foot in the door and the proving ground for everything that I've done for the past 20 years. That's so cool and so great. And you've mentioned a couple of times going live stream. I should tell everybody else to follow you. You do some uh, great content on a regular basis. Just look for Justin Graney on LinkedIn or Instagram, any of those, but also go to justin.club. Check out what he has going on there at the website and the new book, Unshakable Confidence, available now. You can find that at the website, justin.club. But Justin, before we go, do you want to play or do you want to walk away? I want to play. All right. We are spinning our prize wheel. There's 10 games that it could land on. We don't know which one it is. And we didn't uh, really rehearse anything. You got survey says survey says it's pretty easy. I have three questions here that we surveyed 100 people. We're looking for you to get two out of the three on our, our top answers. Name a kind of place where people pretend to be paying attention. Class. Number one answer. You nailed it. 51 points there. Uh, name someone whose phone calls you might screen a telemarketer or like number one answer again, nailing it now during a power failure, name something you can still turn on flashlight. Number one answer, three number ones. <laughs> Justin nails it. Well, congratulations. You earn a free 30-second commercial. Anything, tell us about your book, your pitch, what Amazing. you got going on, any yeah. asks or gifts for the audience. 
Oh, no. Look, I am so honored to be here. Thanks for having me on. Um, there's, I love to play. And part of the thing that I love to do when I play is really to just help people develop the confidence that they need to succeed, the trust in themselves. So really, 30-second commercial for me is uh, make the investment in your playfulness, make the investment in your clarity, make the investment in your body, your relationships, your business, your spiritual connection, and uh, head on over to justin.club and either download because maybe by the time you hear this, it'll be ready, but you can still get on the list and pre-order the book, Unshakable Confidence, which is the powerful formula for being, doing, having, and giving more than you could ever imagine. I love it. Thank you so much for spending some time with me and hanging out today, Justin. Super fun. And I'm a big fan of what you're doing now and, and your music and everything else you have. So there's also albums and all kinds of crazy stuff out there if you're a, a fan of Justin. So check that out. You can find Playful Humans at PlayfulHumans.com. We have a quiz where you can find out what kind of playful personality you are. PlayfulHumans.com slash quiz or join the club. We have a club of other playful humans trying to inspire and encourage other people to have more fun, flow, and fulfillment in their life. Playfulhumans.com. Don't wait for tomorrow. Live for today. Keep on chasing the sunshine. And go out and play. Go play, everybody.